Hashtag SAFMBTH. It is uh, 25 minutes after 3 o'clock. We're in conversation next with uh, Ibrahim Dean, who's a research and political analyst. Libyan authorities have reached an agreement with the militias that uh, will see them vacate the country's capital, Tripoli, by early April this year. The agreement comes after a series of uh, deadly clashes in the city in recent months. For more on this um, latest deal, in, to, for more on what this latest deal entails, and what it means for the stability of the city and the country at large. We speak to um, Ibrahim Dean. Ibrahim, good afternoon. Thank you so much for making time for us. Um, what does the minister mean when they say that um, the um, the forces or the um, when he says that the armed groups will be replaced by regular forces? Good afternoon. Thanks for having me. So, Libya since 2011, since the overthrow of Gaddafi, has actually been ruled by militia groupings. Uh, and the different militia groupings are allied to different uh, factions, different tribes. I mean, Libya already has two governments. Um, now, what has happened is these armed groupings have actually, in a sense, for, for the most part, dictated the politics of the situation. Uh, the political power is actually generally superseded by the militia power. And, you know, in, in, in Tripoli, there's actually been a lot of instability over the past couple of years, mainly because some of the militia groupings support the government in the East, some support the government in the West, others are allied to, you know, different other tribes. And, you know, there has been obviously clashes uh, as, as these groups try to consolidate control. Now, you know, what this deal actually mean is, I mean, one is, you know, it, it's very unclear because there is no real Libyan National Army. And what calls themselves the Libyan National Army is actually a militia group in the East. So it looks more likely as if, you know, it, it, it's going to be um, uh, members affiliated to the, you know, the, the government itself in Tripoli, uh, probably much less armed members, um, and that weren't previously affiliated to those militia, but they may be affiliated, affiliated to other militia. Now, you know, the timing of the deal is interesting because, I mean, mid-April gives, what's it, six weeks from now. So, you know, it's... It, it's very difficult to actually see that these armed groups are going to just go to their bases and, and leave everything the way it is. Uh, because Libya still has a lot of resources, and you know these armed groups have their own interests uh, in the conflict. Okay. And um, Ibrahim, how sure are we that this time around that um, countries won't go against the resolution that was, was taken by the United Nations Security Council, that no arms must be supplied to these groups? You know, that's a very unlikely to happen. Now, you know, what we've seen in, in the past few weeks is that, you know, President Erdogan of Turkey uh, visited Egypt, and there seems to be a rapprochement between, you know, the Turks, the Egyptians, the Emiratis, and the Saudis, at least, uh, detente more than a rapprochement. Um, and so, you know, they then may lead, um, you know, maybe to at least allow for events in, in Libya to be a bit more stable. But, you know, this is the big problem is that these militia groupings get their funding, and these political parties get their funding from from these neighboring states. And Egypt is unlikely going to stop supporting Khalifa after it shares a border with Libya. It's very fearful of the, you know, the participatory democratic Islamists, which it sees the East is, I mean, the West is. And so it's not going to stop its, you know, its support. So too, you know, the, Tur- the Turks at the moment are a bit more cautious, mainly because, you know, relations with Greece and Egypt are a bit better. But, you know, if, if again, there's something that threatens the Turkish 
maritime exploration, and that's why it's signed the deal with Turkey. You know, Turkey is very likely to intervene again. So, you know, when we look at, um, you know, the Turkish conflict, I mean, the Libyan conflict, similar when we look at the Yemeni conflict and what's happening in Sudan, the Security you know, Council is very powerless, mainly because it's, you know, the, the conflict is not necessarily fueled by UN Security Council members, but actually by regional powers. Many of them who have much money, much interest, and, you know, because there is no actual sanction for uh, infringements, especially at the state level, uh, you know, these 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 countries are, you know, there is no incentive or at least uh, punishment that will actually stop, you know, uh, in a sense, uh, disincentivize them to, to carry on intervening in the country's politics. And that's why we see, you know, it, it's very likely that, I mean, there's the de facto split that seems to be benefiting the both at the moment, but, you know, once there's an election, you know, there's no telling what will then happen. Yeah, thank you so much for your time. Ibrahim Dean is a researcher and political analyst.